Brian Kelly didn't care for the way adults ran things. Adults are predictable. They're living under this illusion that life as we know it is going to continue forever. And he didn't care for the direction the world was heading. I don't know what's worse, you know? Blown up in a nuclear war having a 7-Eleven on every corner. In fact, there were only two things that Brian did care for. His skateboard and his brother. Trump. Got a B plus in calculus. Then one day his brother died. This murder was an accident. And Brian's skateboard became his weapon in a deadly game of international smuggling, murder, and revenge. No one knows anything except a kid on a skateboard. Killed my brother. You're not listening. You're, you're the one who's not listening. When getting even means risking it all. Gleaming the cube. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on the sit list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 108 of the sit list. I'm your host, Raj Shahi, and my pilots and my poop pilots. <laughs> I almost said on my poo poo pilots. My poo poo. Here my, we go. Here we go. It's going to be one of those. My pilots on this evening's adventure the young, the restless, the bearded. Let me see. You still have Okay, the bearded one, Carlos Buorguayo, the man we called Cheapy McGruff last week. <laughs> but I think we're going to stop that. Cheapy McGruff or McCheepers? No, I called you McCheepers. Tom Chancey called you Cheapy McGruff. Or I think, actually, Eric might have called you Cheapy McGruff. Somebody called you Cheapy McGruff. Fine. We're going to go back to, since you spoke out of turn, um, we're going to go back to Cheapy McCheepers. The man we call Cheapy McCheepers, less is Cheap <laughs> Gonzalez. The man we call the hair. The man we call El Hombre. Eric. Who loves the double cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah. Struther. And tonight, I, just did a, I did a Pacino. Tonight, we have a very special episode. When I asked this person to come on, it occurred to me that he's never been on our podcast. And I've potted it up with him many, many times on MSW's Now This Podcasting. I've hung out with them and drank beers with them. I talked to them on the phone. I've carpooled with them. I've done all kinds of stuff with them, and he's never been on the Sith list. You might have seen him walking around as Ken and Jarris bringing smiles to kids and adult faces all over this landscape we call Southern California. You might have seen his beautiful long hair gleaming the cube. 
all over the streets of Anaheim. Please welcome from the Rogue Rebels, Mr. Sal Perales. What is up, everybody? I'm so happy to finally be here. Yeah, Sal, <laughs> I can't believe that you haven't been on. I, I told these guys, and I told Eric, I think, this week when I was talking to him, I said, I can't believe Sal's never been here. How are you, first of all? Um, I'm all right, man. Everything been a little great? bit better, uh, mobility-wise, but, you know, can't complain. I hear you. I hear you. It was great seeing you this last weekend. Yeah, we barely got, made it. Yeah, it was good ba- barely made it. We got to celebrate a bunch of different things. Rebecca O'Hanlon, the great Miss Rebecca O'Hanlon from Philadelphia, came down to visit Southern California, and we went out on Friday and Saturday. We went to an 80s club on Friday with Justin and Brittany and Rusty and all the crew. We went down, and we partied like champions, and it was a great time at the 80s club. And then we went down Saturday because it was Liz's birthday, and that's Sal's wife. And uh, we partied a little bit on Saturday night. So we had a great weekend, and Rebecca loved Southern California. We already missed Rebecca O'Hanlon. Yes. Hurry up and get down here. Yeah. Hurry up, hurry up. Hurry up. And it was great seeing you and seeing Liz and seeing all those people. It was just a great time. It was a great weekend. It was like a small MSW yeah. get together. It was like a small it, right? MSW. Jess uh, was there. Jared was there. Jared too. was there. Yeah. Suara Soleil. Oh, Suara Soleil. Shout out to Suara because I met him for a shot. Rashad, obviously, am I bad? Did I miss Rashad in the very beginning? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, Rashad. I love you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm missing anybody else, please don't get mad. Uh, but yeah, Suara, meeting Suara for the first time was Yeah, excellent. it was cool. Man. What a great guy. Yeah. Can't wait to hang out with him during New York Comic Con. Oh, yes. He's going to be there. Mr. Struthers, how are you? You know what, man? I'm pretty good. I've been, I've been better, but had to put down my one of my cats today and my oh. kids, man. It really beat them up, but... Watching how they responded to it, it made me feel like if you ever, Sal, man, you know, you're a parent. You ever question if I, am I doing the right thing with my kids? But watching how they, they handled it, man, it's like, good for you guys. Good for you. Right on, man. Good for them. Right on. I'm sorry to hear that, by the way. Thanks, man. And this is the cat that you actually talked about on this podcast before. Um, I, did we actually yeah, talk I about it? We, we talked about we pre-gamed it one time, but yeah, oh, oh, that's okay. her. Maybe we didn't, but yeah, I remember. I remember hearing about it. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. Well, hopefully, we'll cheer you up a bit. Oh, you already have with Sal Perales on. How can you not smile, <laughs> dude? That's right. That was the first thing. It's like, well, sweet Sal with with our hair combined. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it's a, it's a we should just take this podcast hair. over. It's a Neapolitan of hair, dude. <laughs> Wasn't thinking that. That's all right. <laughs> Long hair, man. Long hair is <laughs> metal as hell. This episode is going to be so metal, you have no idea. <laughs> Boo, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Everything I'm good. good? Yeah, everything's great. Yeah. Okay, Les, everything fine for you? Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I care. You can't do that before I do it to you. You, still, <laughs> you jerk. I'm trying to be... You jerk. I'm trying to just hoard everything to myself I know, as cheap as I am. You're just taking it all. You just take it all and put mm-hmm. it in my money pit. My yep. money pit? Selfish. Exactly. My lucky dime. All right. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing okay. I'm glad, Eric, that hopefully we can cheer you up a little bit. And then I'm glad that Sal Paralysis is on. And Sal, let the people know out there what the Rogue Rebels is. I, obviously, they know you're on now this podcasting, but you mentioned a little bit about that. How did Rogue Rebels start in the first place? Okay. The Rogue Rebels is basically the family, like me, my wife, my two kids, and the teddy bear. Uh, <laughs> We joined the 
costume clubs, which the Star Wars costume clubs, if you don't know anything about like the 501st, Saber Guild, Rebel Legion and all that, would they all do charity events? Uh, but we joined up with Saber Guild. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a member of 501st and Rebel Legion and that's it. Cause I'm not a Mandalorian, um, as well, but Saber Guild, we do like performances. So I do, I'm a lot more active and involved with those events cause I like to do saber, lightsaber fighting and laser sword moving and stuff like that. Um, so the kids, a lot of the clubs, kids can't join. I know it sounds weird to say like, wait, you dress up in plastic spacemen and kids can't do it. Oh, but I like, know, you know, I didn't know that. So I didn't know kids yeah. can't join. Oh, okay. A lot of the clubs, like kids can't join That's like Saber Guild. If your parents are a member, then you can be a member. And I think the same with the Mercs as well, but like Rebel Legion and 501st, you right. have to be 18. Okay. And a lot of it, I think it stems from like, you know, insurance and things like that. We're doing hospital visits. We're doing, sure, that makes you know, sense like now. you can't, a lot of times for a lot of these events, it's better not to, I don't know. I don't know the, 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 the logistics of it, but I think that has something to do with it. Okay. Yeah. That but, makes sense. You know, for us, like we bring the kids with us, so it's not a big deal, but I'm sure those rules were put in place so that, you know, I don't know, somebody goes and just drops off their kid at a library or something. It comes back at the end of the day. <laughs> right. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But yeah, so we started our own little group. That way we could include our kids in, in our troops and stuff like that. So I do, we, the Rogue Rebels is sort of like, once we did the Rebels costumes, like back before the show came out, um, a lot of people wanted us to wear those costumes and none of the clubs would approve the costumes until the show came out. So we ended up forming our own little group and then we would just go to troop everywhere as the Rebels and like Rebel Legion wouldn't accept it until the costumes came out and there wasn't enough references to get into the Mandalorian mercs and all that stuff, so... We would still be able to get into the charity events through the planners because we had been doing events with all the clubs for so long that they already knew us. Like we had a lot of close ties at Make-A-Wish. We had a lot of close ties at the, uh, you know, a few of the uh, bigger events that we do yearly. So that's sort of what it came. And then it just turned into like, it's just us. That's so cool. And and where can people see that online uh, to check you guys out? Um, we have a website, theroguerebels.com, and we put up a lot of photos there and just like we write about different things. If you uh, – we have a Facebook page and we have a uh, – I think that's about it, man. But like that's, you know, a lot of times we just throw up photos and like yeah. I have a Flickr album that has a lot of like build photos for people that like want to build their own like – you know, a lot of people come to me, hey, yo, what colors did you use to paint Sabine? Like, how did you make your Canaan armor? Where did you get this? Where'd you get that? So I have a lot of, like, photos and whole albums of references and photos um, so that people can build their own things. And, like, where I got my references and stuff. And then pictures of, like, the builds, how I put everything together and what colors I used to paint it and all that kind of stuff. So, like, it's pretty cool. And I always, like, if anybody asks me questions, I'm like, yo, check this out. And if you need any other questions, ask me. And uh, somebody the other day just hit me up on Twitter, dude. And they were like, yo, dude, shout out to my man, Sal, who like has build albums with like 3000 photos. Anytime I need a reference, dude, I go to that Flickr album. Oh, that's so cool. And I was like, right on, man. Yeah, that is awesome. I didn't realize it was that many photos, but right on, man. I remember the first time seeing you was at Celebration Orlando and I didn't, hadn't met you yet, even though 
even though there's a weird tie, kind of like a weird tie between Les and I and you and your kids because your kids yeah. were in the program. So it was such a small role. But yeah, yeah. But what, seeing you walk the floor as the rebels, uh, as rogue rebels, and I was like, man, these guys are killing it. Look at them. And then later on, that's Sal from now this podcast. He was like, what? Are you kidding? So I had no idea it was you before I actually met you. So which was really cool because you were like, you guys nailed it. You guys, uh, right the on. things you do and the people you go and bring smiles to and the kids and the adults, it's just, it must be the best feeling in the world. It's cool, man. Like a lot of really good stuff has come out of that. Like, you know, like, uh, I think the first time I did the Rebels, like, that's when I first met Jason wow. from now this is podcasting. Like I met him at WonderCon in costume and he took a picture with me and then we just sort of kept in touch and he invited us to be guests on the podcast. And we just clicked, and now I'm on the podcast forever. That's history right there. That you know, history. and uh, like Lizzie, my daughter does a podcast too. It's called Star Wars Geek Girl. Mm-hmm. But the girl who started it was a girl on the East Coast who, like a 14-year-old, now she's like older, but back then she was like 13 or 14 that did Sabine. And her dad was one of the people who was like, hey, like, do you have any, like, what colors did you use or what's your templates? And I had sent him like, hey, this is what I use. Here's my, I'd sent him my build albums and stuff. And he built her a little Sabine. Oh. So she's like one of the East Coast Sabines. And then she just started a podcast and was like, hey, can Lizzie be a guest? I'd like to do a show with two Sabines. Oh. And like now they're best friends. They've That's been doing so the show cool. for three years. They are like they they just passed. I mean, I'm sure they're like well past it. But like they they you know, they've done 100 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a gr- it's a great podcast. I've listened to it, and they get some great guests too that come on. Yeah, it's good. It's fun time. It's a, it's really good. Yeah, that's a- so like Celebration Orlando was the first time they met like in person. Oh, you know what I mean? Like right. they did this podcast for two years, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you guys are gonna be in Orlando, right? Yep. Okay. Like let's meet at the hotel room or whatever. You know, and they'd never met before. I mean, this is the yeah. best part is what we're all doing. What you guys do. What I know, Eric. I know you are a part of the 501, right? Yeah, man. I'm in the 501st. I'm a uh, a New Hope TK. Oh, man. Sweet. Okay, so we're going to talk about that in a second because King Tom called and left a voicemail specifically, I believe, uh, for you guys. Uh, so we're going to – I haven't listened to all of it. I kind of uh, skimmed through it. So we're going to do that in a second. But before that, let me give out the shenanigans real quick because I forgot to do that because I was so excited. We are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Proud members. Yeah. Like now this is podcasting. You can hear sound yeah. there. Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmission, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy Jason. Randy and Jason, please tune in. <laughs> These are great podcasts. They morph into one, Randy and Jason, so I just say Randy Jason. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So tune into them. Also, I said this last week, we have a website now. Check us out at thesithlist.net. We have all kinds of stuff up there, pictures, pictures from going out just last weekend. And we're going to put stuff up all the time. We have episodes. We have a, a little about us. We're going to add on more stuff to it. I was thinking maybe Les can do a review on comics or something. And maybe Boo can put the Millennial Minute on there or something like that. And That'd be cool. Eric can strum some rock god strumming on there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but we're going to build Sweet. this thing. We're going to build this thing up. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you can catch us on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. At the Sith List Boo. Les. At Less Is More 78. The hair. At Eric Strathers. And the other hair. Sal I Make Music. Email us, thesithlist at gmail.com. And obviously, leave some voicemails. We love you. 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351.
Good that job. was your shenanigans. Sweet. Thanks, buddy. All right, before we before we start and we get into it, I need to know what Sal's porn name is. <laughs> okay? So, Sal, we do this thing where first pet you've ever had first and pet the first name. street name yeah. that you lived on. Jeez, struggling. Goldfish Broadway? <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty good. Goldfish Broadway. That's beautiful. I, that, that's up there in our best ones. Okay, so, so key question. Was it a goldfish or was it a different animal that you just named goldfish? It was like, you know, when you go to the, the carnival and you throw a little thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> I, I, it might have been another name, but I, I don't know what it was. I'm so glad you didn't name it Small Dick. Because <laughs> yeah. Small Dick Broadway, I don't know if that would have worked as a porn name, buddy. It's funny <laughs> and ironic. Yeah. Don't you think? All right, let's move on to box office, guys. Another crazy rich weekend with an impressive $25 million. Warner Brothers Crazy Rich Agents dropped just 5.7% compared to its opening weekend. Easily remaining the number one film at the weekend box office. The film Domestic Gross now totals over $76 million after just 12 days in release. On its way to what looks like it could be $150 million domestically. The big part of here is the film's second week drop is one of the smallest of all time. And to have done it without the benefit of a holiday weekend makes it even more impressive. To that point, how the film performs over the four-day Labor Day holiday next week may end up being just as impressive as it, this weekend's hold. All this is coming from boxofficemojo.com. So thank you for that. So Crazy Rich Agents, $24 million. The Meg, $12 million. Happy Time Murders, which bombed, $9,500,000. I can't believe that. That drop, 5% is, I mean, 5.7% is nil. That is nothing for a movie. Yeah. Very, very crazy. And what's, and what's even more crazy is that it's not a, um, it's not a Star Wars. It's not a Marvel movie. It's not right. a DC movie, you know, that it's you'd not, think, you know, would just hold strong the that entire is time. True. Yeah. It's not what they call a tent pole. There you go. That's right. Ooh, that would have been a cool name for you if you named your first yeah. name. Yeah. Tent pole Broadway. Tent pole Broadway. Has it opened in, in any of the Asian markets at all yet? That's a great question. I don't know. I think our crack team of researchers should look into that. Okay. That would be you, Les. That would be say, yeah, crack team get to it. <laughs> all right. I'm on crack, around. too. So. You're on crack, <laughs> and you're just your crack team. All right. So it is time to get into a little stuff. Before we get into all the crazy news, because there's a shit ton of crazy news, resistance. Sal, you being a huge fan of Rebels, you being a huge fan of Clone Wars, mm -hmm. what we've seen so far in Resistance, for the people that haven't listened to now this podcasting, what is your initial take on what you've seen so far? Uh, I'm digging it, man. It looks cool. It looks fun. Like My main takeaway from the animation style is that if the premise of the show is that they're pilots and they're racing spies... Like, that was a good choice of animation style to use for this particular premise because every shot of the ships racing looks dope. Like, the ships look killer. You know what I mean? Like, if you were going to have a racing show and you would have done it, like, rebel style, I mean, it would have been cool. But, like, this is, like, a really good match of, you know, the uh, style of the show fitting the content of the show, in my opinion. Um, as far as, like... You know, story or characters, we don't have a whole lot to work with yet. I'm looking forward to any cool little cameos of 
people that died in movies that we might be able to see that aren't dead yet. Right. So you I know, saw- let me get let me get my L O Asti, let me get my Tico sisters. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe those kids from those Join the Resistance books, like Mattis Bance and all them guys. Like like it's cool that we're gonna get to see Poe and Phasma for sure. It looks like uh, we're it looks like we're gonna see Leia as well, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw yeah, that Leia. today. I saw a still picture um and Leia was in a hologram kind of thing. As right, a, a right. general Leia, right? They did the little like meet the the fireball crew or whatever. Did you see that video that they dropped today? Oh no, no, no. I didn't see it, but guess what? You're gonna listen to it right now. Team Fireball, they're our core Star Wars group. They're not caught up in the bigger things going on in the galaxy. I want it to have a sense of childlike fun and adventure. And what unifies this team is that they need each other. They need to try and win races to survive and make money. And our hero, Kaz, is still coming into his own and he's a very, very good pilot. But he's still a bit fished out of water when it comes to living in a place like the Colossus. Nice job, BB-8. All right, this is what I want you to do. I'm Christopher Sean, and I play Kazuta Ziono on Star Wars Resistance. Kaz's job, given to him by Poe, is to spy in the First Order. He's good at flying, but he's not really good at spying. He's a bit clumsy, gets into trouble here and there, but Kaz is definitely a guy who has a lot of heart and wants to make a difference. In times like this, I think it's best to keep Kaz occupied. I am Scott Lawrence. I play Jarek Yeager. Yeager kind of represents the old school. Yeager was a pilot for the Rebellion. Now he's just trying to live his life as mainly a mechanic on this installation in the middle of nowhere. And he unfortunately keeps getting Pulled back into the action. Yeager, he's the father figure of Team Fireball. And Kaz causes a lot of trouble and a lot of grief for Yeager. Get ready to be impressed. You ready to be impressed, Tam? I'm completely ready. (laughs) Hi, I'm Susie McGraw, and I play Tam Rivora on Star Wars Resistance. Tam is a mechanic who works with Yeager. She was a racer back in the day and lost her ship. This guy better be paying for this rush job, Yeager. She's tough, no-nonsense. She kind of has attitude. She also has a lot of heart and passion. She wants to have a purpose in life. She's incredibly brave. She cares about people, but she likes to keep her emotions kind of to herself. Kaz, this is Niku. It is so nice to meet you. Niku's a bit of an oddball. You know, I am starting to like having adventures. I find that it raises my heart rate, which is good for my circulatory system. Hi, I am Josh Brunner, and I play Niku on Star Wars Resistance. He's a genius. He's very naive, but he's got a huge heart. He is this unbelievably positive, happy Nikto character. No matter what kind of day you're having, Niku is having a great day. I once had a pet named Lucky that reminded me of home, and then it died, and then I ate it. We made the show for a younger audience. I think they'll love the relationships between the characters and all the lightheartedness. It's unique in tone, unique in look. It's a completely different package. It's very action-packed and vibrant, colorful, and you have lots of different pilots and ships and the different settings. I wish I had a show like this when I was growing up. That video was dope, huh? That video was dope, Sal. Okay, so out of everybody, my favorite character is Niku, that uh, Nikto dude, Okay. because he's just hilarious right now. So um, that's not the guy that looks like you a little bit, right? Like that's not hair. the dude that looks like me a little bit. Liz was asking me about that today. She's like, okay, like, am I crazy? Or does that dude like legit look like you a little bit? 
Yeah, um, he does. Last time I talked to some of the people, they sort of she gave me. Uh, I talked to to Tracy a lot. I don't know if you guys know who Tracy is, but she works on a lot of the publicity for uh, a lot of the animation stuff. Oh, okay. And last time I saw her, I think was at the Rebels finale, okay. and she was like, you know, we we're like, cool, yeah, we're getting all you know ready to go see it, and we're interested to see Resistance and stuff. And she was like. I can't wait for you guys to see more of the characters because I want to see if anything resonates with you. And Ooh. I was kind of like, are you trying to tell me that I have new costumes to make or what? <laughs> you know, you sure do. And like Liz is like, OK, am I crazy or is that dude supposed to look like you? And yeah. I was like, his his voice is way doper, though. I can't do that. He has he has pretty good voice. Yeah, but he does look like you. Sal. a little bit. Yeah, a little bit inspired by Sal Perales. Okay, great takes, man. Yeah, I'm very excited, too. I can't wait for this thing. And we're going to be in Comic-Con New York when the episode actually premieres, I believe that's Sunday. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. we we'll do something Friday and Saturday. I'm sure they're going to have some kind of panel or something. Right, right. That would be cool. Uh, that would be very, very cool. Now, there was some news. We're, it looks like we're getting a little lost in Episode 9, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The actor starred Mr. Uh, Dominic Monaghan is returning and reuniting with J.J. Abrams. And he's been cast <laughs> in Star Wars Episode Nine. The Hollywood Reporter did confirm this earlier uh, in last week. Uh, Monaghan rose to prominence thanks to his role as the lovable Hobbit Mary in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Ring trilogy and starred as Charlie Pace on Abrams' produced Lost from 2004 to 2010 on ABC. Mm-hmm. He also recently appeared in Duncan Jones' Netflix movie Mute this year. So he's been really vocal uh, over the last couple of years about wanting to be in Star Wars and especially with J.J. Abrams being involved and he got his wish. So initial reactions, Mr. Struthers, what do you think about this? I think it's pretty cool, man. I I wish we knew what he was going to do, but I guess really <laughs> the sky's the limit. Right. Mm-hmm. I like him as an actor. So how about you? Uh, yeah, I dig him, man. Like I, same thing with, uh, Struthers, like no idea of what he can pull off, but he looks more of like a, uh, like I know you, he's got an accent, so you automatically want to think first order, oh, but like, you know, he usually goes with a scruffy look. So if he's going to keep his look, then I would think something more like smuggler slash resistance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you never know what you're going to get. Like it's literally just a shot in the dark, but the dude is cool. Like a lot of the parts that I've seen, I've only seen like, I've only seen Lord of the Rings and Lost. Uh, but he was good in him, so yeah. Those are the only, those are the major major ones, and I know yeah. Les and I are huge fans of Lost. We watched every episode, and we talked about yeah. it, and we researched it back in the day when people didn't research movies and stuff, right? But and TV shows, and we love him. And I know Les, you're yeah. probably stoked about this too, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you took my uh, take, Sal, because he does he does go for the scruffy. I mean, I don't see him as the uh, yeah. you know um, disciplined right. looking. You know, as as fumbly as the first order is, or maybe just uh, General Hux, right. Hux is, uh, he just doesn't look that way. <laughs> but he's still you know? clean cut, man. Yeah, he he can pull it off, but I mean, he just doesn't. You know, he's always yeah. a scrappy looking, uh, scruffy kind of person. Even in Lord of the Rings, with his clean shaven beard, he was still like, you know, just a troublemaking stoner. Yeah, hard. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I can see him. You're, as, sta- you're saying he's a little nerf herderish. Is that what you're saying? Sure. <laughs> so I can <laughs> see him as like, you know, maybe a, a kind of. Cookie Slicer or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's his character, actually. Cookie Slicer. I just looked it up. Oh, That's wow. That's funny. That's Slicer. Do you guys know who Cookie Struggs is? Cookie Struggs? No. Uh, or no, sorry. Strono Tugs. Strono Cookie Tugs is the chef in Maz Kanata's castle, who's like this big, really monster-looking dude. There's a book. Uh, if you read the uh, 
the... Tales from the Galaxy, Far, Far Away, Aliens. All right, There's a whole see. story of the Maz Kanata's chef, which is hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Lizzie's, one of Lizzie's favorite characters. That is cool. I'll, I'll definitely look into it. Boo, Boo, you haven't, uh, you haven't watched Lost. No, no, I, I've seen this guy in uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay. So I, I, I don't, uh, I don't have too much of an opinion on him, but I'm sure, I'm sure he's a, a good actor. Um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be, you know, getting roles and working in Hollywood if he wasn't. So yeah, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> that doesn't always, yeah, that I doesn't think always equate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think, um, I, th- I think he'll, he'll, I don't think he'll have a prominent role. I don't know. I just get like a gut feeling. He's not going to do anything too major. But uh, I'm sure he'll do a good job. This is like JJ just throwing bones to everybody. Else, but, you know what I mean? Like, Probably. Hey, this is my last one. Let's get you in here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad. I mean, if JJ's comfortable, more comfortable, then I'm more comfortable. You know what I mean? So I'm totally fine with this. If he's if he's behind the camera and he goes, I know him. I know what he's going to produce, and I I think he's going to be perfect with his role. I, you know what? Bless his heart. I I have nothing but faith in JJ Abrams. I'm oh. curious to see like. You know, you were saying that this dude was like, yo, dude, I'll do anything. I just want to be in Star Wars. Yeah. Last time that happened, we got Mace Windu. Oh, uh, yes, that's now right. Now we're kind of getting this at episode nine, which is like the tail end of the trilogy. Like mm-hmm. Mace Windu got kind of a little bit part in episode one, but grew, you know, got two more episodes to really flesh out his character. So this dude is not going to get that option, uh, you know, in theory, yeah. unless they make, you know, whatever scruffy looking nerf herder Star Wars story and he gets his own movie <laughs> later. Uh, you know, now he's just going to kind of get this one little spot to shine, but you never know, man. You never know. You never know. And then a couple of days later, we get the news from Variety that all the Whovians out there lost their shit because we get Matt Smith signed on to do episode nine. We're bringing in people from these big categories of fandom. Lost had its own you know, run like and cult, fo- cult following. following. Yeah, exactly. And, right. And, and Franchises with fandoms. Right. And then Doctor Who, you can't get any much bigger than that, really, with cult followings and fandoms. Yeah, all the brown coats are definitely mm. going, hell yeah. Oh, man. So I'm kind of stoked about this. I like him as an actor. I've seen him in other stuff. He's great in The Crown. Uh, just unbelievable in The Crown. Um, I haven't seen him other than that, I don't think. I haven't seen him in Doctor Who. I don't watch Doctor Who. But, but uh, you know, again, I think just like, uh, Dom, Dominic Monaghan, I think this is a good choice and people recognize him and know him and he's obviously a good actor so I, I don't have any problems with it. I don't know how you can have a problem with it until you see what character he's playing or or have him out there. Has there been a backlash for either one of these two, Eric? Not that I'm aware. I mean, I'm sure there is somewhere, let's be real, but <laughs> not that it's been on my radar. The good news about these two dudes is that for the general public, anyway, they're not going to take you out of the movie. Right. I mean, if you want to be real, real, these are both casting announcements of white dudes, so there's not going to be too much backlash if there is. <laughs> yeah, any. I was about to throw that out there. But it, <laughs> That's I mean, what I was yeah, going to say, true. too. Just saying. I did say, see something that somebody put, Matt, you know, Matt Smith, really, we're doing this again. But then they're like, but I love Doctor Who, so I don't care. <laughs> I was like, okay, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know anything about this particular doctor, but the other two doctors were pretty damn good uh-huh. uh, in Star Wars. What's it like? We got the Bendu. Oh, yeah. That's right. Out of the one. Yeah. That's my favorite doctor in Star Wars. I don't know anything about Doctor Who, but apparently he's a Doctor Who. He is. Yeah. An old school and one. And then the other dude was uh, that droid. Uh, oh, what was his name? That was the droid that was teaching the Padawans how to build their lightsabers. 
Huang Yu, I think. Oh, really? That was the uh, that. the dude that was in Jessica Jones. Oh, oh, oh. That was also a doctor. Oh, he was a great one. Um, what's his da- name? David Kill Tennant? Grave. Yeah, David Tennant. Yes, him. David Tennant. That's right. I didn't he was, know he was that person. In yeah, the- he was oh. Huang Yu. I think it's Huang Yu is the name of the, the droid. Oh. But he's really, really good in that arc. That's very cool. And then uh, he was really good in Jessica Jones, too. And I haven't seen Doctor Who, but apparently he's good at that. He was fantastic in Jessica Jones. He, he was so in... So Matt Smith was uh, in Terminator Genesis. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that That was either. a very small role. It was a very small role, but kind of a big one. He was oh, the yeah, Terminator was, at that moment where yeah, he it was important, takes over small. John Connor. Oh, okay. But Spoilers. I did yeah. not know that. Okay. Yeah. And then he was also in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Okay. Pride and Prejudice sounds right up his alley. Just, just throwing. He's great in The Crown. Yeah, just throwing out there. I need to watch that. My wife said it was good. The, the production value of the crown, it looks like they're spending like five, ten million dollars an episode. It's 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 unbelievable. It's really good. Right on, man. Cool. Well, speaking of backlash, uh Eric, did you hear about the Oscar Isaac thing and you want to talk about that a little bit? I did, man. And I don't think it's a huge deal. He talked about how he actually liked that fans were in an uproar, so to speak, about The Last Jedi. And when I saw this, I thought, oh, this is going to be something inflammatory. But it was not. He he was just saying that it, he thinks it's neat that people are so passionate about it. Like at, at a con, people were having a mock trial over, you know, like a court marshalling of Poe Dameron based on his his uh, activities. And that was San he, Diego, dude. That was the legal. Oh, was that? Yeah. That's uh, that's a neat idea. And he, he thought it was cool. That's pretty cool, man. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. It's basically like uh, they got a panel and it was basically the court martial of Poe saying like, look, he got the whole bomber squad destroyed by ignoring orders. And then he tried to like take over the, you know, he did a mutiny and took over a command from Holdo. <laughs> like they that's court martial him for it. That's actually And it's cool. actual, it's actual lawyers who are like making the arguments. No And way. then they have uh, some of the costumers like playing the parts of like there was a Poe there, oh, you know, and there cool. was a Leia to sort of like to testify and give their parts of the story and stuff. That is very cool. Um, he actually there's, yeah. a, there's a quote here. It says, I love that. It's incredible because you have people engaging with ethical questions of war and what leadership is. The last thing you want is for people to watch a movie and be like, great, and then move on. With The Last Jedi, the conversation continues and can stir real emotions. You're having a conversation about actual things that matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah, that's great. I love him, man. Oh man. And we're going to talk about him a little later. And I can't believe that we never thought about. Well, we'll wait and talk about it later. Uh, Eric, did you also read the uh, the Kira and Maul thing? No, I did not. Okay, so I, I'm sure Sal probably knows about this, but in the novelization, it looks like when. A novelization of Solo. It looks like mm-hmm. that the author, Mer Lafferty, I think her name is, pretty much says that Kira doesn't know who Maul is when she's talking to him. Mm-hmm. And this is what actually the author had to say. I don't think she would have known who he was. The sort of, of implied that Dryden was beholden to someone a lot more powerful than he was. So she knew that whoever it was scared him, but she didn't know that the guy used to be a Sith Lord. She didn't know that he was. She just knew that the button would call Dryden Voss's boss. This is interesting because when I watched Solo multiple times, it kind of got the gist that Kira knew who the Sith Lord was. But yeah, it kind of felt like they had like their own like side kind of right contact. But maybe 
watching it now, look after reading this, maybe it's a little different. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, how would she know who this person is? You know what I mean? Or what she she probably doesn't even know what a Sith is. You know, like, uh, right, right. How would any of them know what his life was before these crime syndicates or whatever? You know what I mean? Now, that's true. Now, on on that. okay. let me just say this. Are you implying that she doesn't know what a Sith is and what his past is, or that she just flat out doesn't know who Darth Maul flat, is? Flat, flat out, or who Maul, Darth is. Maul is? Okay, let me read this next paragraph that that she wrote. It's hard to think that Vader and Maul and all these great villains we've known for so many years, a lot of them were behind the scenes and not known to the general public. Han Solo didn't even believe in the Jedi, so the grand battles and stuff that are so forefront to the audience are not necessarily known to random person growing up on Corellia. That makes a lot of sense. It actually does make sense after reading that comment. What do you think? It Eric? does, but there's, I have a however coming. Oh, Eric, you're <laughs> always the naysayer. But Go, Eric. Okay. She hasn't been on Corellia as some little wastrel for quite some time. She's been in the employ of Dryden Voss. And... By this time, you know, she's sort of his right-hand man, so to speak. And she she doesn't act a bit surprised. So she has definitely seen him. Because I don't care where you've been or who you are. If you suddenly have this red face tattooed, horn sticking out of his head, robot leg guy talking to you, you're probably going to at least break your poker face a little bit. But she handled it in a way that definitely, to me, implies that she has at least encountered him before whether she knows that he's a a sith or not that's in question but think about it like this so if you go to clone wars and you look at when maul is taking over mandalore and doing the whole bit and making this name for himself as this crime lord there's always gonna there's bound to be rumors that spread among scenes like that. It's like, oh my God, did you see what he, you know, I heard that he such and such and this and that. And I think in real life, that's what would happen. Well, I, I think she would have freaked out a little bit with seeing the lightsaber too, the double-sided lightsaber. Well, I mean, that's like the confirmation. But even then, like, if you go back to what you were just saying, like the end of Clone Wars, or even if you work backwards from the movie, like... He's working with those people, but even when he's ruling Mandalore, he's doing so from like behind the scenes. Remember, he's like got a, That's true. you know, what's, yeah, he's got that dude like working the front while he hangs back, uh, you know, like after he kills, uh, Vizsla, he's got the, uh, the, the, the guy who was the chancellor or whatever before him, lets him out of prison and lets him run the show. Yep. So it's not like he's ruling all out front while the crime lords and the Mandalorians probably know who he is. Um, yeah, it just depends. Like, she probably knows who he is. Like, maybe she's seen him before. But I doubt she would have any idea that 20 years ago he was this Sith Lord or 15 years ago or whatever you want to call it. Because even back in episode one, it's like it was his first mission. Finally, we shall have revenge. Finally, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Right. And not only that, she hasn't been born yet and she ain't been no Jedi. Now, exactly. that I will agree yes, with. That but I true. do think she would have had to encounter him before then. At least then. heard of him or heard his name or something. Yeah, she, she was probably, she was probably in, in, the, uh, in the room when, you know, Quinlan, or uh, what's his name? Dryden Voss is having a you know, meeting and, you know, just oh, sitting there in the corner. 
you know, I, I gotta, I gotta do this. Just sit there, be quiet. I gotta Skype in here. Pretty much. I gotta Skype in with the boss, you know, just keep quiet and sit in the corner. So it's something probably like that, but nothing direct, nothing, you know. Yeah. Right? And then, and then Dryden Voss has probably said her name and said, yeah, this is my, this is my right hand person here. You know, that kind of thing. But any direct connection or being addressed directly, I doubt that. Well, way to be. I mean, don't you think the the (laughs) don't you think the fact that the ringtone is she'd be like, man, that song's pretty epic. What's that all about? Yeah, that song's pretty epic. That's awesome. I like goes on Amazon and searches the song. It's like episode one soundtrack. Let me watch this. Somebody needs to make that. I want to see that Family video. Guy, oh, guy. yes, please. How about this, dude? Think about it this way. Think about it the way Asajj, as much as, as Asajj knew about Sidious, is about the limit that probably Kira knows about Maul. You know what I mean? It was always Dooku that was dealing with Sidious. Asajj probably didn't have a whole lot of contact, never really anything that we see. If you watch the Clone Wars movie... At one point, Sidious appears, and Asajj immediately backs up and is gone from the conversation. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, so, like, she never dealt with Sidious. It's Sidious that tells Dooku to kill his apprentice. It's Sidious that tells, that gives, it's Dooku that gives Asajj the orders, not Sidious. The puppet master. So, I bet you, you know, maybe she's heard of Maul, maybe she's, like you said, standing in the corner during a phone call or two, and I'm sure he's not hard to recognize. But that yeah. fool doesn't look like he leaves Dathomir that much. So <laughs> I don't think she's had any in-person contact with him, and I definitely don't think she knows any of his former, formerly Darth, now just Maul, past. Well, she's heading his way, and hopefully yep. we get to see it one way or the other somehow, some way. I mean, for that matter, Maul, uh, Dryden probably doesn't know a whole lot of who he was before. True, true. You know what I mean? Yep. So I, I definitely agree with the author, and that makes a lot of sense. Hey, real quick, speaking of, speaking of Duel of the Fates, man, I'm taking my little boy to preschool today, and he goes, I want to listen to Darth Maul, and he means Duel of the, the Fates, Fates, the Galactic Empire version, oh, cool. the metal one. Yeah, he goes, Star Wars nice. band. Yeah, we, the one that we talked about, about a couple weeks ago. Dude, my kid is metal as I can be. That. I love that. <laughs> you know what, though? Every time I think of Darth Maul music, you know what comes to mind? Not that song. It's the... Uh, It's like his like, version of Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's listen to King Tom talking a little bit about cosplaying. And uh, I think it has a lot to do with Mr. Struthers and Mr. Perales. Hey there, Sith Listers and Sal. It's King Tom. Hey, King Tom. So I got a question for you guys this week, inspired by the fact that you have two titans of Star Wars costuming. You know, on the show, Mr. Eric Strothers, Mr. Sal Perales. And I, I know, you know, both have some great Star Wars outfits, armor sets. But I wanted to ask Eric and Sal, but also throw this out to everyone else on this mm-hmm. week's show. Mm-hmm. If you had to go to an event, con, whatever, dressed up in costume as someone not fr- from anything but Star Wars, and I'm thinking mostly comic books, but I'll leave it open to something else. If there's something else you guys are really interested in. What would it be? And um, Eric, I know you're the living incarnation of Thor Odinson, so you can't pick that. It has to be someone else. What? And I want everyone to answer this question. 
taking Me? these out. Uh, I would go with back in the early 90s when Jim Lee and Mark Silvestri were trading off art duties on the Uncanny X-Men. They had Forge update uh, the classic blue and gold X-Men uniform. It had, like, buckles and shit. And he and Banshee were going around the world looking for the X-Men, and Banshee had it. But he had, like, these yellow and, or golden blue striped wings with his. And that's what I would do. I would do Banshee in the blue and gold uniform. I guess, yeah, it kind of looked like Banshee from first class, but not as, you know, teeny bopperish. But I, I thought, I always thought that would be really cool. And I loved that costume growing up. But now I want to know, what would you guys costume as non-Star Wars related? Thanks for uh, answering, and I'll talk to you guys later. King Tom, thank you, by the way. And thank you for coming on last week and killing it. You're always a pleasure to have on this podcast and a pleasure to listen to on your voicemails. This is a great question, and I will let the two titans of cosplaying uh, go first. Uh, Mr. Prowse, Sal, what would you be non-Star Wars? This is tough, dude. This is like a language that I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, I can't. Like, nothing immediately comes to mind except, like, maybe that dude with a tiger on The Walking Dead. <laughs> I might be oh, able to pull hell up. yes. Like, a decent one of that guy. Ezekiel, you would kill it as him. Actually, I will say this. I'll pick one for Sal. Uh, King Tom mentioned Forge from the X Men, and Sal, you would be a great Forge from the X Men. Okay, Forge. Uh, Forge is a uh, Cherokee cool. Indian. Yeah. Uh, so he's yeah. brown. You're brown. You got the long yeah, hair. It's true. I am. Uh, All right. Uh, I like do Forge. like Forge. Never one of my favorites, but yeah. You know what? I think I got one though. Either a Predator. Ooh. Oh, yeah. like probably Predator too. Even though most people don't like that one, but that one looks dope. Or King Willy from Predator 2. Oh. Voodoo Magic Man. Oh, I would love King Willy. That'd be the shit. That'd be pretty dope. With the, with the king. They say you offering me favors. That's right, That's dude. Hell yeah. You got a sword cane going on, too? That'd yeah, be dude. Now I'm excited about it. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Those are great picks. I just want to be, if Sal is going to be King Ezekiel, I want to be the tiger. <laughs> okay, now I want King Ezekiel. Yeah, okay. Eric, what would you be? Non-Star Wars. Oh, geez, dude. I've been sitting here racking my brain, and I, I don't really have a good answer. I think that if I really wanted to phone it in, I would go as Triple H. But um, Oh, you could eat. Yes. Hell yeah, that's dude. What, that's, that's what I'm saying, one. dude. That's, that's like one of the first. In, dude. That's what, no, I'm just saying if I didn't shit. want to have to try very hard oh. as far as like, here, yeah. throw this shirt on. All that's right, and you're epic. done. That's epic. Because that's, okay. that's one of the first things Steel Saunders ever said to me. <laughs> I, I can I see you as one of the interview with the vampire, either Louis or Lestat. Dude. Ooh, oh, if you're gonna go to Triple H, cool. dude. If you're gonna go Triple H, you might as well go all in, dude. That'd yeah. be pretty rad, dude. I know the king said like no cheating with a Thor Odin son, but I think I can sidestep that a little if you're the mechanic from Adventures in Babysitting. Thor, oh Thor, mighty god of thunder. Who is this kid? Oh, dude! Yeah. Oh, yes. yes, perfect. That's per- that is perfect. <laughs> and you're not officially <laughs> Thor. You're, you're just yes, a really yes. nice mechanic that day. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you want to see Eric Struthers as a rockin' King Odin's son, just go on our About Us page on our Sithless.net. He's rocking it. That's right. Boo! What would you be? Non Star Wars. Uh, it would it would take a little bit of work, and I would have to put it together. But uh, I would be. Uh, 
Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would love to do that. Oh, would you? That would take some work, though. Would you? <laughs> that would take some effort. That would take some effort and some on what front, some, dude? Some working out. Bro. That would take some effort. Yeah, that would take some effort. Hey, but we're, we're dreaming here. Cutlets, dude. We're dreaming here. Dude, there'd be a lot of chicken cutlets, bro. <laughs> we're dreaming here. Yeah. We're dreaming. A lot of hey. meat and brown rice. Yeah, <laughs> we're dreaming. Here. That's yeah. fantastic. Okay, all right. Hey, dare to dream. That's dare right, dare dude. to dream. That's but awesome. yeah, but, but as far as one that would be realistic and possible, <laughs> yeah, uh, I have no fucking clue. That's just be the dream one. It'd be like, and you know what? I can't help you. See, I know. I, I, I was, I was racking my brain. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna go with the dream. Damn, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. Carlos. I'm going with the dream trying, right there. Man. That's all I got. Yeah. Hey, you can dream. There you go. Uh, last one. Last about. That's what life's about. That's there right. you go. Well, I've actually <laughs> done a couple of these. Um, I got wait, the f- what? what yeah, wait a minute. When one, I did. It did pull it off perfectly, but I was able to put the facial tattoo oh, over yeah, my eye. That's right. And oh, be Mike yeah. Tyson. <laughs> so that's one. Let me tell you a story about that. So no way. Last, I've done thing, it. I've done it. Dude. We, we we decided to go out one Halloween. We <laughs> this is great. We went to Universal. <laughs> we went know. to Saddle Ranch Saddle at Ranch. Universal Studios. This is a long time. Like the legit Saddle we were, Ranch we that got wild and crazy. Yeah, yeah I so remember we this. We went dude. and left. Punch somebody. Mike Tyson put the tattoo on. Looked like literally looked like the champ. He had gloves. <laughs> he had a robe. Looked great. <laughs> I go and get an authentic. Old school stuff. Oh, he he put Leather a lot of effort jacket. into this, dude. Donnie, I was Donnie Brasco. I had the there was that. Uh, <laughs> he had the golf cap. He had a croaker sack hat. I, I had a croaker, golf yeah, cap. Had a golf cap. The leather jacket. I went with him. We went to like three thrift stores. A Raj found a legitimate like old school, school like like seventies. Where are the Frank pictures? Frank Serpico. Oh, legit like. I look like straight Serpico. out New York. I should probably been Serpico. But here's the problem. Straight New York. It was great, dude. We were out there. We were drinking. A couple girls came up to me and go, I love your costume. Sherlock Holmes, right? Ha! And he's like, no. I said, no, it's fucking Donnie Brasco. Ten minutes later, a guy comes with me. Bro, Sherlock Holmes, love it. Oh. I was like, I'm not <laughs> fucking Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, He got Sherlock Holmes the whole time. The entire night, everybody thought I was Sherlock Holmes. It was great. They were taking dude. pictures of me saying, hey, can I take a picture of Sherlock Holmes? Oh, it was great. Oh, so it I just... Was- Went along with it, but I look nothing like Sherlock Holmes. No, <laughs> so that's, there's my story. So good okay, one. it was Mike Tyson. What's the other one? Not that I look as good as this guy, okay. but hey, I've always, I've I always yeah, wanted impossible. to try to pull off Will Smith's uh, Detective Spooner from iRobot. Oh shit, I can see it. I've always wanted to just oh, throw okay. on the Converse. I wear Converse. I love those, so mm-hmm. it's natural. Get the little uh, tactical yeah, yeah. Uh, shoulder holster, and that's it. Yeah, and it, you, you just have to smack like an eye Roomba or something like that, and just smack shit. Up <laughs> no, but what would like be robots. cool? Okay, but see, that's where you know having the skill level would be to try to like make your arm like his arm was you yeah. know techno organic and right. cybernetic, and having mm-hmm. that type of skills mm-hmm. to be able to like have the references and go all in, you know. And so a guy, like, so like for you, Sal, that's really, really, res- I respect that and yeah. admire I mean, that. When I look at stuff like you do, Sal, and you do, Eric, I admire that shit so much. It's such painstaking work to build those things and then pull it off. And then you're only doing it to bring smiles to people's faces. And obviously you love it and you enjoy it. The whole process is just super cool and awesome. Good for you guys for doing it. I just want to go on record as saying, man, what I do is nowhere nearly as involved as what Sal does. He has he and his family have such a better presence in the community than I'm able to. And 
like the other guys in my 501st garrison, we've got some of them who are just crushing it, man. They, you know, 60 troops in 50 weeks and stuff like this where I'm like, yeah, fourth time out all year. Good so job, cool. me. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's really cool. It's tough, man, dude, but it's good times. Like those plastic spacemen are no joke, dude. Like putting together a kit and keeping it maintained and stuff like a lot of that is a. Uh, you know, like something that you take for granted if you just look at it because you're like, oh, wow, cool. They got like a stormtrooper costume. Oh, no. <laughs> a lot of those dudes, like, they take it out and they're shining it up and polishing it up, making sure they don't leave it in the sun so it doesn't turn yellow. You know, they're all uh, – a lot of them do a lot of upkeep on that stuff too. No, Yeah, because it's really, it's really easy, man, to, to have something break. I was at a troop. Yeah. Uh, we have this place called the Magic House, and this kid grabbed me. I mean, he wasn't being a jerk or anything, but like the way the bicep rigging works. You, mm-hmm. It actually broke the the little ABS hook that I had made for it. Yeah, and, oh. and it's always something, man. You know that's yeah. why we've we all got clamps and glue and stuff stashed mm-hmm. away for. And white duct tape is canon. Yeah, <laughs> it I'm is. Sure you that's know right. that by now. Yeah, yes, right. sir. And, and we were, on Saturday when we were there at the bar, everybody brought their helmets and their customized helmets. Oh yeah, helmets. man! I saw that and I was Sal like, "Goodness over, gracious!" Yeah, opened it up and it was the. The amount of detail that was inside the fan, the USB connected, so the fan would turn yeah. on. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, that was my boy. The lightsabers those guys had, like, they had, like, some, I mean, I was like, whoa. They, dude, had, a, these they dudes. had a dark yeah. saber. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, they had a dark saber. I was like, that's yeah. fucking awesome. That's it's a lot awesome. of fun, man. That is, yeah. It, look, it looks a lot of fun. I, I don't think I picked, did my picks. Did I yet? No? No. I, I've, you know, the obvious one that I've done already a bunch of times is Aladdin. I've done that already before and uh but i what i would want to do is tony stark that'd be cool like with his chops and his Mm -hmm. hair uh i would like to do that that would be kind of cool and frogman of course from marvel (laughs) just kidding i don't want to be frogman so yeah that great question king tom thank you so much good stuff yeah good stuff anything else mr shrothers on the star wars front before we get into the random schmeals no, man. No. Just we're really excited. Things are happening. And for all of this great news, please go to makingstarwars.net. Jason and everybody there, Amanda, Corey, John, they have put up some great news and great stuff and great pictures. And people just want to throw this out there. If you take something from somebody oh, I was else. just about to jump on that. If you take something from somebody else and slap your logo on it, it doesn't really mean it's yours. That is called stealing. And if you do that, you're a douche. So stop being a total douchebag. Okay. Yo, I got one more question for you guys. Yes, please. For you guys that don't have Star Wars costumes. Yeah. If money was no object and you could snap your fingers, what's the one you would do? Oh, good question. And you too, Struthers. Fuck it. Oh, man. Um, give me a second. Okay. I'll give you a little Come time to think because I know mine. Okay. Oh, you know what? Give us yours, man. Like right off the bat, if I could do Clone Wars Hondo, that's what I would do. Because if I could walk around like, you know, like embodying that character, I think would be the funnest thing to walk around a con and be like, as my sweet mother always said, son, if one hostage is good, two are better. And three, well, that's just good business. (laughs) Now this is no longer profitable. You know, that kind of stuff. That would be the funnest thing in the world. You sound like that would be pretty Sal, you sound like my uncle. 
(laughs) (laughs) So I think just based off of that, that would be a lot of fun. But he's got like this pirate coat that has pieces of armor on it, little embroidery. And then he's got like a cutlass on his side and his hat and he's a weak way. And it seems like such a huge deal. But I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be very cool. Uh, I guess my second would be, um, if do you guys know who Tam Pazla is? Tam Pazla? It sounds familiar, man. No, I don't know. In Rogue, in Rogue One, there's like, he's a background character on Jeddah. And he's like this armored dude that has like this black and white. It almost looks like Guavian Death Squad helmet. Okay. But it's black and white. And it's like a triangle hole instead of a circle. Oh, shit. Oh, yes, 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 does yes. Sound familiar to you guys? Yes, it sure yeah. does. Yes, yes. He's in the Afro comics and he's hilarious. Like, he's this dude that's all like, well, this time for justice. Like, all of his lines are very, like, I don't know what. I don't even know how to, like, but he sounds like such this over-boisterous justice. Yes. Well, this time, we're going to find you, and we will, you know, he's like this super crazy, like, police dude. And uh, I just you think want, he's hilarious. Want, so I just, get in, the thing with you is you want to get into character. You want to show your acting chops is what you want. It's is fun, what you're saying. It's fun. Yeah. That's what I do. When I'm walking around, like, when I'm caning, I'm like, how's it going, kid? You know? That's really cool. Like, yeah, that's my Padawan right over there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's Good. Join the rebellion, man. Full character. Definitely, definitely. Especially, like, I guess in cons, it's not such a big thing because in cons, you're just seeing, like, people. But, like, when we're doing troops, like, if I go to a hospital or an orphanage or something like that, I'll you generally, I'll wear Kanan because they'll recognize him. They don't know who Voss is. <laughs> I think I would be um, Han, not from New Hope, but Han early Empire before he leaves, before he goes out to find Luke. Okay. Blue jacket? Blue jacket. Love that look. I would, I'd rock that That's look out jacket. at a bar right now. Dude, I'd just rock, you know, with a holster and everything. Yeah. Fuck it. Love it. I like, I like the, I like the Corellia Han, dude. That black and white. Yes, that that's cool. so dope, dude. That is cool. I think that's my favorite Han. Yeah, that is really cool, too. Yeah. Like, how about you, Les? What would you be, Star Wars-wise? <laughs> just nothing. There ain't much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's plenty, but there ain't much, like. That I can pull off using my look. So I, you know what? I'll be honest. The Infus Nest, the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Oh, deal. her get up? Yeah. That shit that was is pretty fucking awesome. Freaking armor, amazing. Yeah. That, like, that thing is so dope, dude. I'm like, yeah. yeah thing looks I can fun. rock that. And did yeah. you see Steel was at Lucasfilm and you see his pictures? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so, oh, very, man. very. Yeah. So cool. Glad um, for you, jealous of you at the same time, Steel. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Cause yeah, that. Hey, I got one. I think you could pull off. Oh, okay. Here we go. I think you could do a good savage. Oh, yeah. It'd be a lot of makeup, but I think you could do it. Yeah, I think you could pull off a savage. He has those eyes. You'd have to de-scruffify a little bit. De-scruffify. I'd have to shave my little. You'd have to de-scruffify a little bit, dude. But you could pull it off. Mm -hmm. I guess. You know, get a Raj to be your little uh, your little mall, and you guys can just walk around being like, "What are we doing now, brother?" Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's pretty cool. Get your Clancy Brown on. That's a plan. Yeah, my Clancy Brown on with the deep voice. <laughs> Jeez. Boo, who would you be? Uh, it would be either Commander Cody or a Death Trooper. Ooh. Okay, those Death Troopers are badass. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. I, I, I love Commander Cody. Yeah. Commander Cody's my favorite. Cody uh, is a badass. Clone Trooper. Okay, with the, with the premise that money is no object and that you could get it to actually be really legit based yeah. on that premise, Cad Bane. Oh, I was going to say good, that. Dude. That's pretty cool. Actually, Sal good. showed me a, a videos and pictures of an awesome Cad Bane. Right, Sal? Dude, uh, I did Legoland in June, I think. 
uh, and there was a Cad Bane there. And he was pretty – he was real, real good, dude. But he was a lot of fun. Like we went out and took some pictures. I said, dude, I, I got to get a picture of us. So we went out to like the uh, the little Friends convertible and we took pictures as Cad Bane and Quinlan Voss sitting and writing together. <laughs> it was, and then also like fighting each other. Eric, but, it, was, uh, it was legit. It looked really yeah. cool. It was a good thing. Like when he went back to take a break, uh, I went to go check out his hat, dude. And it was like – once I picked it up, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> It was really like cool. it, it's because it's literally like, like I could stand and like I could hula hoop in it. <laughs> like that's how big the hat is, dude. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Well, but uh, did, it, did he have something to do the voice? To me, that's one of the coolest parts. Oh, no, he didn't do the voice. He just had like the, uh, but he had a really good mask and everything. But uh, no, he didn't do the voice stuff. But like, yeah, I like the premise that like money is no object and I snap my fingers and it does everything I want it to do. Yeah, I like that premise too. Except for Les likes that premise, but he doesn't give away his money. He's a cheap ass. <laughs> all right let's move on he sells it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yo dude if anybody's looking to buy my savage press dude give me two yeah. g's yeah i would be the I millennium savage <laughs> press i wouldn't be selling any of that i'd be taking people's money dude. uh yeah okay. that's what i'd be you doing be spreading. <laughs> i would go around i would i would cosplay as a full-size millennium falcon <laughs> at that point i'd be general grievous yeah oh, completely geez. unrelated i have a full-size millennium falcon for sale yeah. <laughs> that's great well this was our star wars talk and it was fucking phenomenal great times talking about star wars let's get into some random stuff because there was some random shit that happened and we'll talk about it real quick there is a movie that is called bad times at the El Royale. And I saw this trailer and I was pretty stoked about this. Uh, let me give you the premise before we play the trailer. Seven strangers, each with a secret to bury, meet at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a rundown hotel with a dark past. Over the course of one faithful night, everyone will have the last shot at redemption before everything goes to hell. Jeff Bridges, Chris Hemsworth, John Hamm, Dakota Johnson, and Cynthia Erivo lead an all-star cast in Bad Times at the El Royale. So we're going to play this trailer for you, and I think it's going to have one of the best lines that is going to turn into a meme that we've had in years. And let me see if you guys who haven't seen it can figure that out. First time at the El Royale? You have the option to stay in either California or Nevada. I always want to stay in the honeymoon suite, even though I'm not currently on my honeymoon. <laughs> what are you doing out here? I got a job singing in Reno tomorrow. Don't pay nothing, but uh, singing, singing. <laughs> this is not a place for a priest, Father. You shouldn't be here. It's a little too quiet in here. It gives me the willies. Sir, can't take my eyes off you. We have a problem. You'd be like heaven to you watch me. I only watch who they tell me to watch. Who's they? Management. Did you think you could just take this mine? I wouldn't come a hunt. No, I figured you would. Then I'd be ready when he did. Are you lost, Father? Can I confess something to you? I'm not really a priest. 
it's a game. It all starts with a simple choice. Would you mind opening the door? No, I ain't gonna do that. Which side are you on? Right, wrong, God or no God, red or black? I've done horrible things. So everybody. Shit happens. Get the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yeah, dude, cool. yeah. I am definitely intrigued by yeah, this. Too. Very cool looking trailer. If you haven't seen it, check it out. YouTube, Bad Times at the El Royale and the Lion of the Century. Shit happens. Get the whiskey. Oh, man, that comes out the weekend of my birthday, too. That's rad. Maybe I'll actually go see a movie. That would be, <laughs> yeah, that'd be that great. That'd be great. That'd be dude, nice. I'll ruin the whole streak. Yeah, you will. But that's OK. So check it out, guys. And. This movie also marks the, the non-Marvel debut of producer Jeremy Latchman, who spearheaded the production films the, like The Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy before departing Marvel Studios to forge his own path. And this is uh, his thing. No, as a producer or director? Um, I, that's what our crack team is going to look up as we podcast. And our crack team is Les Gonzalez. <laughs> I think, I think that line is going to go on my tombstone. What's that? I think that line is going to go on my tombstone. <laughs> yeah, that, you know what? Shit happens, get the whiskey. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Those will be my last words. Hey, by the way, what is going on with Fortnite? Like, Fortnite is taking over the world right now. Les, you know anything Axel's about playing it. Axel's playing it. We have everybody at our work playing it. There's the, the actual game, I think, made... $30 million last month or $300 million last month? Yeah, I was going to say it's a lot of money. It's yeah, insane. It's, it's taken over. Uh, Boo, do you play this thing? I do not. I do not, no. I don't know anything about I, it? I know pretty much, yeah. It's Fortnite Battle Royale. Uh, you can play squads. You can play Rumble style, which is uh, every man for himself. Uh, the idea is you get dropped into a, an area and you have to obviously kill build so it's like takes all these elements of minecraft call of duty overwatch uh all these multiplayer um over the shoulder shooters and mm-hmm. you just got to run and gun and you, you have the elements to be able to ba- uh build okay so you can build towers first of all is it free it's a free game mm-hmm. it is gratis. Yeah. It's a free game, but it has a lot of in-game content. So yeah, you can. That's oh, where they're making their money. That's where they're making. And then you know all these YouTubers and and uh, Twitch this guy named Ninja, streamers this and guy stuff. Named Ninja makes like crazy money, right? Yes. Yeah, he does. Yes, and uh, that's their thing. Like, you know, they they put it up. You stream. You do your thing. Um, it's actually pretty addicting. It's pretty fun. But um, yeah, I don't know how it got to this point where. And in PUBG, like Sal just mentioned, PUBG is a player unknown's battlegrounds, and that one's just a little bit like Fortnite, but Fortnite is just Fortnite is just basically taking every element of all of the uh, multiplayer deathmatch type of games and uh, shooter games and right. and building games. Like I said, Minecraft. That's why a lot of kids like playing Fortnite. Okay, because the building elements yeah. and the gathering elements of Minecraft are all over this thing. So, like I said, you can get your boys together and build up just these massive structures and just sit back and take people out. I thought you said you didn't know anything about this. Uh, I don't play it. I know about it. Though. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
I've well, only played a couple of times, but I've seen Axel go through it a bunch of stuff, and Axel's the same way. Like he does the Minecraft, and I think the look is more like a. It's all. It's like a real cartoony. Yeah, I've seen it. It looks really cartoony. Looking, but it looks like pretty cool, and you can customize your character quite a bit. So I think that's like part of the fun too. Yeah, and you can uh, buy skins and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. It's well, we have. He's a not like. Oh, go ahead, Sal. Go ahead, Sal. At it, but like uh, the game's free, so like right off the bat. Like, well, you want it on Switch? Sure, here you go. Oh, you yeah. want it on PS4? Yeah, go for it, dude. That's rad. Oh, you want to stream on YouTube? Yeah, go for it. But I mean, like, once you get in on that, it's a free game, and then they're like, hey, the season pass is 20 bucks, 30 bucks. A lot of people bite down on that once they've got hooked, you know what I mean? So, like, I think them giving away that game, like the Bare Bones game for free, and then you hooking into the whatever the extra content is and paying for that, like... Jeez. That's a real smart move these days when everybody, you know, complains about charging extra. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then that, that was like the Candy Crush kind of thing. You know, it's free, mm-hmm. but to be able to continue to do certain things or to get, you know, power-ups and add-ons, and that's basically Fortnite. So, cool. Yeah, it's okay. the base game is free, and then to get all the awesome skins and emotes and everything like that. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, you don't need that stuff, but, you know what I mean, you see someone with it, it's easier to just buy it than quest for it. Well, we have a guy. At, we have a guy at work that is really into it, and he's got a Twitch account. And he's he's what we're thinking about doing actually is one of these episodes is calling him up while he's playing on, and then we'll call him up on Skype, and he can explain exactly what he's doing while he's playing it with other people playing it. I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going to try that. His name is Elias Barrios. Uh, we call him Leto. He's a great guy. So we're, we might be doing something like that in the future. It would be kind of yeah, cool. he's a, he's on Twitch as King Wax. So. King Wax. That's yeah. right. Hit him up. So we just talked about Fortnite. Yeah, we're good. Fantastic. Now we have some more news. This week in the remake, it seems like every week we have something to talk about that's being rebooted or remade. Big Trouble in Little China. One of the great movies from the 80s. So in the last few years, a trend has emerged in Hollywood. While straight remakes of the 80s and 90s hits were once in large supply, the tactic taken by studios now is to build on the fictional universes with decades later sequels. So this is definitely not going to be a reboot. This is going to be a continuation of the story. This comes out of Cinema Blend, by the way. Alleged sequel is the new Dwayne Johnson film. This is what, according to the producer, Hiram Garcia, this is what he had to say. There's a lot of things going on with Big Trouble in Little China. We are in the process of developing it. And let me tell you, the idea is not to remake Big Trouble in Little China. You can't remake a classic like that. So what we're planning to do is we're going to continue the story. We're going to continue the universe. Everything that happened in the original exists and is a standalone. And I think there's only one person that could ever play Jack Burton. So Dwayne would never try and play that character. Thank God. So we are just having a lot of fun. We're in a really great space with the story that we've cracked. But yeah, no remake. It's a continuation. And we are deep into development on that as well. And I think you'll start hearing some more things about it probably soon. So great idea. Do not start remaking classic, amazing films because they don't work, guys. They just don't. But I, I don't mind a continuation of the story. This is a cult classic. It was a great movie. I'm sure both of you guys remember it. Absolutely. So, yeah. This yeah. is definitely like up there on my list of favorites. Yeah. But it's such a weird thing. Like you can't even um, – like uh, this is probably a reason why they haven't remade it already is because it's such a perfect storm of weirdness that there's not like 
it's not formulaic. Like a lot of the remake stuff, like what was the last thing I saw? Uh, Overboard. Wasn't bad. Okay. But it has a formula, you know? Right. Such and such, memory loss, this and that, yeah. happy ending, romantic comedy. Wait, wait, a lot of these remakes, wait, 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 they just follow the formula. Sal, what kind of happy ending? What are you, what are you trying to say? You know what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. But like, how do you follow the formula to a big trouble in little China? <laughs> My big thing is, is John Carpenter involved? Because if he's not, dude, that's that's iffy. Great question. Great question. You know, I want his music. Yeah, and hope the big little, the big trouble in little China is that kind of situation where we we're gonna want to watch it. There's gonna be some some Easter eggs out there and some fan service, but not the total reboot. And that's what it looks like. Yeah. Does that mean we also get a scruffy old and gray Jack Burton? Oh, that, that would be rad. Like there's Where so much he's to it. Just talking and rocking about the Pork Chop Express. This is Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, "Honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes." Ooh. First of all, shouts out to Hawes Burkhart because isn't this like one of his like top Ooh. five yeah. guys or something? No, we haven't said Hawes' name on this podcast. I, in a this while. is a great a chance to br- great time Haas, to bring we love it you. up. Dude. Just want to say we love you. That's it. That's yeah. Right. I love that man. And He's a wonderful man. This is Jack Burton from movie. the Pork Chop Express. Oh, that oh. that movie was the first time I saw it. I was like, wait, what the hell is this? And then I actually had to like watch it again. Mm-hmm. My stepdad was like, oh yeah, watch this. Yeah, you sit there and watch it all you want. I'm like, uh, yeah. So I. Spent like a good. I must have watched it four times in a row. The question though, ah. I think you need to ask this question less. Carlos Buarguelo, Arguello. There you go. Arguello. 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 Yeah. Senor, mm. have you seen Big, Big Trouble, Trouble in Little, Little China? China? I have not. That's where I just put the sound effect. Yeah, the Haas sigh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it. about that, Johnny. He hasn't seen the Goonies either. Oh, I mean, is this the Corey of this show? What's happening? Oh, wow. Well, no, no offense. Uh, no offense to Corey. No offense to Corey. Okay, okay. But no, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know what's... No offense to that man. He's a great man. I guess there's no. a good a reason, good maybe. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Big Trouble Little China this... is right up your alley, Carlos. There's martial arts, just like straight, like, sword fighting and just flying around, chop-chopping yeah. and chip-chopping and all that chip stuff. Just, there's a lot of chip-chopping. Chip amazing, dude. Just amazing. And you're right. The amount of weird, dude. Just the regalia. Oh, just the, the costuming alone. You want to talk about cosplay? Yeah. Those are some it's builds like, right there, dude. Jeez, it's such man. a person. It, there's like It's such a perfect storm of, like, these weird personalities and plus all the things. Like, there's a like Chinese funeral with these two different gangs, and then there's like a gunslinger, and then there's like the storms, and then there's like the reporter that doesn't shut up, and then there's Jack Burton, and yes. then Lopan, like it's it's and then there's monsters, like yes. and then there's that thing from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, exactly. Like no, this crazy, movie's dude. all over the yeah, place, dude. Crazy. So like you're gonna li- you're, you'll actually boo, you'll really like it. No, I I bet I probably would, yeah. It's a great movie. Oh, and by the way, I, this just popped in my head, and Eric, I wanted to talk to you about it, and we're talking about it live. Well, not live, but kind of live. And, and so uh, for the first resistance, I want to do a, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Commentary? Yeah. It's only like, like it's going to only be like 22 commentary? minutes. You think we can pull that off, Eric? Do a, like a the, commentary on the first one? The first one's a double. Son of a bitch. Well, maybe we can still do it. 
But that would still be like 45 minutes. Are yeah, you talking about the bad. Resistance episodes? Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll invite Sal back. He's... Maybe we can break it into a two-parter. Yeah, or something like that. We'll figure it out. But that would be kind of a cool idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. After we all watch it, we'll watch it again, and then we'll talk about it and dissect it and love it. Except for Boo, because he's not very passionate about it. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I digress. I'm I sorry. hate things that are neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool all things right. suck. Let's so move good, on to man. comic book TV movie Schmeels. Now, this category comes on uh, from the how the fuck did we not think about this person as – I don't think he's – this article that I read, uh, this according to Omega Underground, by the way, there, there are rumors that are floating around the web suggesting that Warner Brothers has met with Oscar Isaac about a potential role in Matt Reeves' upcoming Batman movie. No concrete details have been confirmed. Just yet, but the rumors note he seems very interested in the role. And I also saw this on other publications. Collider also had it, um, and IO9 had it, and I believe Cinema Blend had it. Twitter blew up with it, too. Right. Twitter blew up with it. Here's the thing How did we not think of him as Batman? He would be a badass Batman. They're talking about that he might be the penguin, or he might be a villain, or he might be somebody else. But don't you think Oscar Isaac would be a really good Batman? I'm sure he would do a good job, but I just don't see it. I okay, let me, it, let me he, ask you this before. Would you have said the same thing about Christian Bale? Before you, nobody knew who Christian Bale was. Oscar Isaac's more, I don't know, uh, famous, notable, and he's got the debonair. <laughs> debonair, I see nah. debonair. <laughs> look, the, the suave look, and he, I think he could pull off the physical action. We've seen him do it in other films. I, I just don't know. Yeah, the, the, the Christian Bale one. They are my favorite Batman movies in, right in whole, but he's not my favorite Batman. Who's your favorite Batman? That's a little tough. What is it? The, the nipples George Clooney is pretty good. Say what? No, I'm what? just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, what God. the bleep? That's a complaint. I was about to bring Sal on as a replacement on the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're about to hold an open casting oh. for sure. <laughs> to be honest, it wouldn't be a movie Batman. It would be the, uh, the animated TV series oh, Batman. Oh, okay. That's a so good Kevin Conroy. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. So all the movie Batman haven't been my favorite. You know, Michael Keaton and all that, and Val Kilmer and all of them. No, not really. But as far as uh, Oscar Isaacs, I think he would do a good job. I just don't see it, kind of thing. Okay. Just you know, the same thing with Christian Bale. A lot of people didn't see it. He did a fantastic job. He did a job. fantastic job. He was, yeah. yeah, he was great. I think Oscar Isaac can pull it off. Oh, I'm sure. I will say this about the about Batman since Michael Keaton and Kilmer and Clooney. Batman has become much more of a physical, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a way more physical role. Uh, the yeah. transformation that these guys have had to put themselves through, Affleck and Bale having to do it to be Batman. I don't, to see it like a, a really buffed up, like Oscar Isaacs would be kind of. Well, maybe we can go back to when he wasn't buffed up. Well, that was Keaton, but he's always been. Batman is. Christian is, Bale isn't buffed up. Christian Bale gained a lot of yeah, muscle, he dude. He was humongous. Yeah, but yeah. He, still, he wasn't chiseled he like wasn't Affleck, he though. Was, he bulked up significantly, to be honest. And yeah. This is a guy who goes but through he, the method. But he wasn't for, as big as Affleck. Well, Affleck's a big guy. Yeah, like he's a yeah. massive yeah. guy. And Batman is actually a big dude. Like he's right. listed. I mean, written listed, written as six foot, like six and two hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah, like he's Batman's a big not fucking around. He's LeBron James. Damn. I could see Oscar Isaac as Two Face. I saw okay. Emily Lynn posted that uh, on Twitter that he could be at the Riddler. 
Ooh. He could be any Batman yeah, villain. Just, I think he could legit actor. be Black Mask. He could be the Penguin. He could be Two Face. He could be the Riddler. He could even be uh, Hugo Strange. He could be okay. any Bat villain. I he totally seems very interested in the role. I wonder who it's going to be. I, I could totally know. see him rocking a, a Bat villain role for sure. So, okay. being Batman, if they go the different direction though, like if they go the Bruce Wayne corporate intimidating, you know, walking around kind of like the Batman ego is there but it's not prevalent because he can only do so much gotcha. i can see that okay uh, i definitely think he can pull off whatever they give him and if they were to give him something like batman i'm sure they'd put him through the paces for real like they oh, did yeah. the other guys you know like like you said christian bale bulked up a bunch i bet you uh affleck had to like you know oh he did uh get nice and ripped too i mean i haven't seen him in too many things but i've seen him in a couple of things and he just has that like personality so i think he would do a really good uh Bruce Wayne? Yeah, me too. I just don't know how much of like the Batman. I mean, he's a great actor, so I'm sure he can pull off whatever it would be, and I'm sure it would be wonderful, but I, it's not where I would go first. Okay, gotcha. But I think a lot of it is the physicality, because you're right. Batman is like a physical presence as well as the, you know, the acting and the, the personality-wise mm-hmm. that you got to go into. Yeah, I think he could do it, man. He seems like he's pretty capable to do just about anything. I will say this. He's such a handsome bastard. It'd be a shame to have his face covered up at all, man. <laughs> yeah. My wife would be like, I, I never thought I'd hope that Batman spent most of the time with the with the hood off. But what are you going to do? It'd be cool to see a diverse Batman for once. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. By the way, the one of the best moments of Rebecca and everybody partying all weekend was playing King's Cup at my house. And one of the rules was everybody had to speak in Batman voice until a new rule came. And that took a good 15, 20 minutes, and it was hilarious, let me just say. A lot of uh, hoarse voices after of, that. Yeah, nobody could talk. Can I jump on my crack team? Our crack research team is stepping in. So quickly, Christian Bale gained over 40 pounds to get to 220 pounds to play Batman. That's because he played the machinist in the movie. <laughs> no, of course. Because he was, he, was, he was 90 pounds so before that role. So to so get up to 220 pounds, that's what he had to do. So, Damn. yeah, the paces are real. Uh, it's, it'd be to see Oscar Isaac, who's about 5'10", do something. Uh, and then uh, Jeremy Latcham is going to be the producer of, the, of uh, Bad Times at El Royale. Oh, the so producer. he's a producer. Okay. So he's just doing his own thing as a producer. Yeah, he's doing. He's going off the comic book stuff. And quickly, Crazy Rich Asians has been screened in a few of the Asian, a few Asian countries around the world already. Uh, the next one up is Japan in September. Our crack team has produced. Sweet man, good job, Les. Crack team does work. Less is more. Except for when you're on crack, you can just go ahead and do whatever you do. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Y'all uh, got any more of those things to research? <laughs> Actually, before we get Is that into Tyro the... Biggums? <laughs> uh, yeah. Before we do the flash round and end it with a flash round with Sal, we got an email from OG Rob real quick, and I'm gonna, Les is going to read it. Go ahead, Mr. Gonzalez. Him, this is from OG Rob. Hey, Sith List. While I have enjoyed the conversations the last few episodes, I feel you missed out on an opportunity last week. The regal splendor that King Tom brings to the podcast is always value added but no princess hope surely you've got you could have got boo to not curse for five minutes 
okay, check that. Surely you could have sent Boot out of the room for five <laughs> yeah. minutes yeah, so that the honest. lady Liana Mormont of the Sith list could get some airtime in, in a kid-appropriate environment. That's awesome. Perhaps next time. <laughs> Chalk me up in the Billy Jean over Thriller for video choice. I like the song way more, so that really clouds my preference between the two videos. Also, I think Off the Wall is, is a better album. Explain that term to Boo, please. Uh, album? album? Yeah. Boo, do you know what an album is? Uh, is, is that the thing that pictures go in? I'll kill you dead. Well, that's one of those. It's a <laughs> compilation. Yeah, it's, oh, about okay. a, it's okay. a compilation. Uh, By the way, I agree with you. Off the Wall is an amazing album. It's a better album than Thriller, but that is a debate for another day. Two influential videos that I'll throw into the mix are Run DMC and Aerosmith's Walk This Way Ooh. and yeah. Nothing But a G-Thing by G-Thing. Sorry, I said G-Thing. You Damn, said my G-Thing. black card is about to get People have spelled thing. And nothing but thing. a G-Thing <laughs> by yeah. Stupid Dre. Uh, my wow. goodness. And I know that song word for word still. The first one helped bring hip-hop to MTV and to the mainstream, while the second is West Coast Rap Genius. Keep up the great work, OG Robs. Last week we talked about influential videos uh, of all time. Yeah. From our perspective. I heard it, man. You heard it? Yeah. So what what you guys, You guys listed two of mine that I would have put on. One of them was one. Okay, great. Of course. Yes. And the other one I was thinking, dude, that that surprised me when you said it was Pearl Jam Jeremy. Yes. There was just nothing like that at that time, man. It was no, it wasn't. And it's was so really poignant cool. and so Well now, yeah, you could run that thing on loop yeah, now. Right. Like, I mean, it's dang. Yeah, right. Awful. Yeah. It's awful. Well okay. thank you, OG Rob. That was a great email and you're right about Princess Hope. We should have had her on and but we had Boo in here and he didn't want to leave, so <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take a I'll take a five minute break. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just got chills. I literally thought of that moment. Which the one? Leanna Mormont moment where oh, they start calling John Ski- John Snow the King of the North. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Oh what was it? Two days ago was the yeah one year anniversary since the last episode aired. Oh my god! So it's been a full fucking year without Game of Thrones. You hear him cussing right now, dude? Damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Hope isn't here. Yeah. Princess Hope isn't here. <laughs> All right, let's get to this flash. All round. right, it's time yeah. to play the flash round. It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Other than Kanan, who's your favorite Star Wars character cosplay? Quinlan Voss. You did? Okay, Voss. Okay. Favorite band of all time? Metallica. Nice. Favorite, favorite Metallica song of all time? Uh, Master of Puppets. Ooh, pulling your strings. Nice. It's a great song. Can I stop for a second and Did ask you? Did you hear that awesome whisper there? Dude? No, he said, nice. Yeah. Can I, I have a, I'm going to stop the flash round for a second because I have a question. During Ride the Lightning had a song that was very, in my opinion, poppy at the time. It was very... Escape. Non- Escape, yeah. Escape, yes. <laughs> I was so not Metallica at that time. But it's not like they went that direction. It seems like they mm-hmm. just wanted to have a poppy song on that album just for shits and giggles. You know, it's yeah. funny. When I think about my answer, I want to change it to Damage Incorporated. Oh, Go! <laughs> all right. Back on it here. All right. Favorite non-Star Wars movie of all time? The Crow. Oh, they're, re- they're remaking, actually, The Crow. Mm. Unnecessary. 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 Clone Wars or Rebels? Rebels. Favorite Michael Jackson song? 
Thriller. I'll go Thriller. Superman or Batman? Batman. Leia, Padme, Ahsoka, Rey, or Sabine? Uh, Ahsoka. Nice. Solo or Rogue One? Rogue One. And my last question, the most important question, Beyonce or Rihanna? Don't give a damn. Rihanna, (laughs) sure. My wife seems to like her. All right, I'll edit that part out. (laughs) First song you ever learned on the guitar. One. Nice. There's that whisper. That, that whisper. Isn't that the first one everybody learned? Again. That's awesome. Well, mind you, I was born several years before that song <laughs> came out. <laughs> well, at my age, that's like the it, it was that or come as you are. Oh. You made a good decision. That, that basically oh. told you what kind of guitar player you were gonna be. Don't don't tell Jason Word that. <sighs> I bet you that's the first song he learned. I bet you it is, yeah. Or a pixie song. <laughs> Lightsaber or blaster? Lightsaber. Nice. Elegance. What color? Civilized. Green. Nice. What's your favorite video game? Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Ooh. the very first one? No, Legend of Zelda. If I think about it, Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Yeah. That's a great one. Kingdom better. Hearts was great, too. Kingdom Hearts is a lot of fun. First boyhood crush. First, first boy boyhood celebrity, celebrity crush. crush. Yeah. That's tough. I don't know. I guess maybe Kelly Bundy? Leia yeah, or Kelly yeah. Bundy? That's a good one. Mine, I think, was... Sheila E. Not Sheila E, dude. Even though Sheila E was kind of cute. Yeah, yeah in the day. You don't need glamorous life. Oh. You don't need man's touch. No. It ain't much. It ain't much. <laughs> no. Uh, what's her name? Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm not going to tell you who I really had her for my very first crutch on. It was Stevie Nicks. That's not bad. I love Stevie Nicks. Yeah. This was like uh, Gypsy Stevie Nicks. Mm. Not like we're back together 30 years later, Stevie Nicks. Oh. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah good. Let's differentiate yeah. there. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, yeah so rumors. Oh, there's a big difference. I'm talking about rumors, Stevie Nicks. First movie you remember seeing in the theater? Uh, Star Wars. I think that's my very first. Jedi was my first movie I ever seen in the theater. Uh, my memory. I, th- I think my first memory is walking into the matinee late, and they were already in the Falcon, but it was like all three movies. Wow. You know? You know what? My first memory, and I don't know if this is even possible because I don't know what year this movie came out, The Black Hole. Hmm. Do, you, do you remember Disney's That's Black underrated. Hole? That's underrated. I know about oh, it. I don't yeah. even think I've seen it. I love that movie. So I don't remember what year it was, but I remember seeing it in the movie theater, and I remember seeing it in the Sherman Oaks Galleria where the movie Valley Girl was filmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that you all heard the intro to this episode, which was the preview for Gleaming the Cube. And I know yeah. Sal loves that movie. Sal, I do. last question. Favorite skateboarder of all time? Oh, Rodney Mullen. Rodney Mullen. Wow, that's a good one. Wow, that's a good one, yeah. Mine was yeah. Christian Osoye. Oh, he was good too, man. He was a badass, man. Yeah. Dude, I had one of his boards, and I couldn't ollie for shit on that thing. Me too, me too. And I, I left yeah, and I got, a, I got a Mark Gonzalez instead because I could ollie on that one. You're right. I couldn't. That fucking shape was crazy for the Osoye. Dude, I had this crappy old Veriflex board I could ollie on better than that. And I, <laughs> he just said fucking Veriflex. That was in fourth grade, <laughs> legit fourth and fifth grade, we would yell out, I got Veriflex, open the dashboarder, open the dashboarder. Like, dude, no. Wow, Veriflex was the ripoff of the Vision Gator. So if yeah. you sanded the Veriflex down, which I did because I didn't want people to know I rode the Veriflex because it was at Price Club at the time. Yes. I sanded <laughs> that bitch down. And then I spray painted it and I told people, yeah, dude, it's the fucking Vision Gator. 
Because my dad wouldn't buy me the fucking Vision Gator. Wow, dude. Damn, you just said Veriflex. I just did a flashback. Mr. Perales, you've been a pleasure to have on the Sith List. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, finally, man. Yes, and we got to have you on. If we do this, this resistance um, breakdown and we do this commentary, we want you to come on because we know how much you love the animated shows, and I don't think there would be a better person to have other than you. Yeah, for sure, man. I like Star Wars. You do, and it's back, I heard. Mm-hmm. Where can people listen to you and find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the internet at Salamake Music on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to me fighting with everybody else on Now This Is Podcasting. <laughs> and we have a website for the Rogue Rebels, and that's theroguerebels.com. Beautiful. Please check them out, guys. Mr. Struthers, where can people listen to your beautiful voice and stare at your beautiful hair? <laughs> well, they can stare at my beautiful hair on the groovy new thesithlist.net website. Yeah. And I'm they can right listen. <laughs> they can listen to me on my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. We dropped a pretty good one this week. You always drop pretty good ones, buddy. Nice. Well done. Thank you. Less. Where can people find you? On Twitter at Les. Yo, but give a shit, Les. Uh, nice Boo. Try. I got it out before you did it there, <laughs> bud. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo. Where can people find you? At the Sith list, boo. Guys. Thank you so much. Catch you next week. We're going to have an amazing artist, Evan DeCellis, come on, and he's going to talk about his art, his book, all that great stuff. Huge Star Wars fan. You've seen his work all over. Twitter, trust me, he's an, an amazing talent. So we're gonna listen while he draws. It's gonna be really captivating. We are, we are. We're gonna do commentary on his drawing. <laughs> it's gonna be really good, guys. We'll good catch chance. you next week on episode number one oh nine of the Syphilis. I can't remember anything. Can't tell if this is true or dream. Deep down inside, I feel the stream. Terrible silence stops in there Now that the war is through with me I'm waking up, I cannot see That there's not much left of me Nothing is real but pain now Hold my breath as I wish for death Oh please
Oh God.